Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you heal your relationship with food in your body and setting you up to thrive. I am so excited to dig into today's topic, which is the life-changing magic of self-awareness. Because elevating your life starts with becoming more aware, aware of your habits, aware of your beliefs, your routines, your reactions, basically aware with how you are showing up for yourself every single day. Self-awareness is the door to becoming in touch with your body, which is the key to becoming in touch with your intuition. I don't think we talk about that enough in this space. This, When I say this space, I mean the hippie space, the woo space, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I know that it's a really popular subject right now. Everybody wants to know how to hear their intuition. What is the difference between intuition and anxiety? And here's the thing. If you cannot hear your gut, if you cannot hear your literal hunger and know the difference between hunger and a craving and what your body is trying to tell you, you are never going to hear your intuition. And so today we are going to dig into all of that. How can we become more aware of who we are and how we are showing up? And so if we want to show up differently in our life, We will have the awareness and the ability and the power to do so. Before we dig into the how, we need to first understand the what. (laughs) The what the fuck is mindfulness. What is becoming aware in the first place? I will quote once again the OG of self-development and self-improvement in my eyes at least, Mr. King Eckhart Tolle. And as he put it, awareness is being the observer. It is understanding that you are not the voice in your head. It is a part of you, right? And I think we can all understand that when we start paying a little bit of attention and we realize that there is a lot of dialogue happening in our head, right? We are thinking so many thoughts at any given time. And if we are to say that those thoughts of who we are I think we'd all be a little crazy. At least I know I'd be a little crazy. There are some thoughts that pop through my head. I'm like, what? Where did you come from? (laughs) That is not me. And so all that to say, when I think of mindfulness or awareness, whatever feels, you know, more aligned to you, however you want to call that, I am thinking of understanding that you are the observer. In psychology, it's metacognition, right? It is having an awareness of your thoughts, thinking about your thinking, for lack of a better term. And actually, I think that's one of the official terms when we're thinking about it. And so all you're trying to do here is instead of judging yourself, instead of shaming yourself, instead of talking shit to yourself, you're observing yourself, noticing what you are thinking, noticing This is really helpful for me. Noticing how quickly your thoughts can come and go. 
And I think that is a real game changer when we are trying to become more self-aware because when we allow ourselves to just observe the cycle rather than strengthen the cycle, really amazing things happen. I talked about this a couple weeks ago in the self-questioning episode. When we start getting caught up in our thoughts, we start trying to confirm them. And that's not always working in our benefit. We start asking questions that are leading us down paths that we don't want to go down, right? And so when we hear a negative thought, for example, we have this tendency to just drive with it, to just power into that negative thought and think about all the reasons why it may be true. You know, we look at the mirror and we go, oh yeah, I am disgusting. Look at that cellulite. Look at these stretch marks. And we just confirm and confirm and confirm where awareness, mindfulness is observation. And that is just, oh, I'm thinking a negative thought right now. That's weird. Maybe even not. That's weird. Or why is it happening? What is going on in my life? How am I treating myself that is making these thoughts come up? You're basically stepping back and looking the same way you would look at your child or any child throwing a tantrum. Yes, you can get right in there, but many of us know, especially those of us who have been around kids for a decent amount of time, that we need to let them just kind of shake it out a little bit before we can go in there. That's what I'm asking you to do with your thoughts. Let your thoughts happen without trying to change them, without trying to judge them, and more importantly, without trying to confirm them And notice how quickly they kind of fade away. Setting the intention to become an observer in your life allows you to spot patterns. You know, something that we talked about last week. When you are aware of patterns, of how things maybe trigger you, of how your body naturally wants to respond to situations, how your mind wants to play out certain situations, you can set yourself up kind of, in defense of them, right? Stay on, I don't know, sports. I want to say it's offense, but maybe it's defense. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Talk to my husband about that stuff. You know what I'm trying to say, right? We want to stay ahead of them. And so setting the intention to become the observer allows you to kind of stay ahead of your dickhead thoughts. And that way, when they do come driving by through the beautiful landscape of your mind, you know that they can just keep on driving as long as you do not further give them power, right? Just wave to them. Think of things that you can kind of use to remind yourself that these thoughts are not who you are. I like to have kind of a playful relationship with my dickhead thoughts. And look, I know this may sound crazy, but I don't give a shit because it's worked really, really well for me and it's worked really well with the women I've had the privilege of working with. Not taking it so seriously allows us to have a different approach. And so when I hear those dickhead thoughts, sometimes it's a stronger mantra. Like, you know my love of I don't do that anymore. But I don't really use that around negative thinking. With negative thinking, I stay a little bit more playful because it reminds me that it's not that fucking serious. And I don't want to make it that serious. It's just a thought. It is not who I am. And so I'll kind of say to myself, sometimes even out loud, like, that's funny. Or no, thank you very much. I don't need your input right now. Or I'm not not having that conversation. Thank you for coming. Like anything to just kind of remind yourself to dismiss it, right? Dismiss it the same way. If there was somebody in your life who just always was pissing you off and always 
aggravating you and just out to get you and out to make you feel like shit and out to lead you down negative paths, at some point you would just put your hand up when you saw them walking your way and you would just let them keep right on going. Think about that with your thoughts. How can you put your hand in the face of those negative thoughts to just remind you like, nope, I can observe them. I can see them come and I'm going to watch them as they just keep right on going out of the beautiful, pristine landscape of my mind. In conjunction with setting the intention to become an observer of your thoughts instead of a judger or an empowerer of your thoughts, unless they are, again, working 100% in your favor. And you can figure out what those are by doing this next part, by journaling, by self-questioning. I know you may be thinking, Heather, shut the fuck up about self-questioning, but no, absolutely not. I will not. I will never. (laughs) Self-questioning is one of the most amazing things you can do for yourself. And so taking some time, and it doesn't need to be all at once. I'm going to throw some questions at you. The same thing I tell the women in, in, in my coaching group right now, like I envision this as a game of dodgeball. I am here to just chuck shit at your head. <laughs> and I'm doing it lovingly, right? I am throwing these balls with all the love I have in my heart. And some of these balls are going to slap you right in the face. Guess what? That means it's for you. Some are just going to fall to the wayside. That's okay. That's not for you. You don't need to jump after it. You don't need to pick that one up. You can let it fall. But some balls are going to come right for your gut. They're going to come right for your face. And you're going to feel some sort of way about them. And you're going to want to jump out of the way. Don't. Because those balls are especially meant for you. That is what these journal questions are. If you hear a question and you're like, oh, fuck no. I don't want to ask that. That's the first one you should ask. (laughs) And again, saying it with love because Lord knows I've been there asking myself those questions too. And I can tell you from experience, like as somebody who avoided that type of work for the longest time, I was hurting myself so much more by avoiding it in thinking that I was protecting myself, thinking that I was soothing myself, thinking I was keeping myself safe, where if I would have just gone and asked myself the questions I needed to ask myself, I would have saved myself years of bullshit. So please. Learn from my mistakes. Be better, do better than I was. <laughs> and so back to the matter and journaling and self-questioning to help you strengthen your awareness helps you, yes, figure out who you want to be. That's the first question I have written down to give you. Who do you want to be? Ask yourself that because then you can become aware of all the things that you are doing that are in alignment with that person. And you can also become aware of all the things you are doing that are not in alignment with that person. And that's one of those things that can suck. But guess what? When you're aware of it, you can change it. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. You can ask ask yourself, what's important to me? This is something that, again, when I have one-on-one sessions and that question gets brought up, I get blank stares. Like I see it through the Zoom camera like, wait, what do you mean what's important to me? And we always get the standard answers. Not to say that they aren't true and valid. Yes, your family is important to you, your relationships, your, and then what? And then it starts getting like questionable. Sometimes I hear career. Sometimes I hear certain friendships. But then what? What is important to you? You need to know the answer to that question because if you don't know what's important to you, how are you going to chase it? How are you going to embody it? How are you going to hold that in your life? 
So when I say what is important to you, I know for myself what is important to me is security. I have a lot of bullshit and I guess some people would call it trauma around the rug being taken out from under me. I had a couple situations happen in my childhood where things in my family shifted drastically on a dime, right? Like I literally woke up one day and when I went to bed that night, my life was different. And so I have a lot of fear and anxiety around the rug being pulled up from under me. So identifying the fact that security is important to me means that I can structure my life in a way that feels safe, right? I can become my safe space. I can open up a dialogue with my husband where he knows how to make me feel safe and secure and protected, which is huge in any relationship. We're business owners, right? Like that's a very shaky place to be for a lot of small business owners. So I know what I need to have done in our business for me to feel safe. Having that awareness around security being important to me, you guys, it changed my entire life. Because it helped me see why I was like self-sabotaging in certain situations. And it helped me see why I was feeling so much anxiety when things were happening. And it was like, oh yeah, well, I was feeling the same pain that 12-year-old Heather felt on that day, right? When everything kind of changed. But also on a lighter note, I also know that fun is really important to me. It's really, really important to me. Um, You've heard me talk about like I used to drink more than I do now and I was always a really fun drinker I was not the girl crying in the bar I was the girl like whooping it up having a good time which (laughs) was part of my problem right nobody was trying to cut me off because I was having a good time but anyway like when I took away the drinking it felt like I took away part of my identity because I was no longer fun and that's just not true right that is just not true I can have just as much fun being 100% sober actually I'm gonna go back I can have so much more fucking fun being 100% sober and knowing that that was important to me, that fun and playfulness was important to me, reminds me that I need to, again, structure my life in a way that I feel that. I need to be able to play with my kids. I need to be able to joke around and be silly. I need to be able to dance, albeit horribly, but whatever, when I work out and when I clean my kitchen, like all of these things that are seemingly little have made a huge positive impact in my life. Because I've created awareness around them. And holy shit, was that a ton- tangent and a vulnerable moment that I didn't intend on having. But I hope that shows you what I say when I mean important. Yes, my family is important. Yes, my children are important. Yes, my husband is important. Absolutely. But what else? What else is important to you? What things do you need to have in your life to feel secure? to feel empowered, to feel like you are on steady ground, to feel like you are satiated, to feel like you are moving towards something just not simply existing. Create awareness around that. Ask yourself, what is important to me? And then go from there because I guarantee you, you're going to find answers that you were not expecting. And when you ask yourself using that answer, okay, this is important to me. Now, how can I get this? It's going to show you actions that you may never know you need. And holy shit, are you going to be glad that you figured them out? I got really hung up on that what is important to me question. But obviously, it's because I think it's really fucking important. (laughs) So please take some time and ask yourself that because gaining clarity around that is it's a game changer, friends. But other questions to ask yourself. What are your dreams? 
I could go down the same rabbit hole that we just went down with important because uh, you can't get there. You can't achieve your dreams if you don't know what they are. And again, it's my experience personally and professionally. We're scared to know the answer because acknowledging what we want, acknowledging what our real goals are means that we need to live with either the uncomfort of chasing them, the discomfort of chasing them, or we need to live with the weight of never doing anything about them. And holy shit, is that weight heavy? That weight will hold you down, my friend. And so I encourage you, ask that question because chase it. It would not be in your mind if you did not have the ability to get it. I believe that with every single fiber of my being. Ask yourself what you believe about you. What do you believe to be true about you? What beliefs are supporting you? What beliefs are in alignment with how you want to see yourself? And what beliefs are holding you back? Take time to get to know you. I have a, God, I have a fuck ton of these. I'll do a reel or a TikTok or something kind of listing off these questions here soon. If I, if you don't see that, remind me. Be like, hey, bitch, you said you were going to give me questions. Where are they? <laughs> because I have a shit ton of them and they're all really, really effective. And you can take, you know, even one, one a month and answer it. You Really cool things are going to come from creating that awareness. And the other two things that I want to touch on quickly before we wrap this episode up is one thing that really helped me with self-awareness that I don't think people traditionally think about is talking to other people that you trust, admire, and respect. And it needs to be all three of those things. You need to trust this person fully. You need to respect them fully. And you need to be kind of like looking up at them, right? You need to talk to somebody who has a sense of awareness that you are trying to get and just kind of pick their brain ask them like what worked for you what what helped you become the person that you are I think it is just so powerful to create connections like that to have people like that in your life to to kind of know that they're going to call your bullshit right and they're also going to be honest with you doing that has really helped me see that it's possible to live differently and to treat myself differently and to view things differently. And I think having somebody in your life, somebody tangible, not just like a book that you're reading or some like far off figure with millions of followers, like something that feels very like outside of you, bringing that in and bringing it closer to home to know that this is available to you, that really helped me. And I so I say it because I think it can really help you if you're struggling with awareness. If you're struggling with like repeating the same patterns, that means you're struggling with awareness. This this is a hard one. If you are somebody who is constantly feeling like people are attacking you, that people don't appreciate you, that you're being bullied, that you're not being respected, that people don't like you, that people whatever, that's a you problem. That's a self-awareness problem. If you keep finding yourself in uncomfortable situations over and over and over again, there's self-awareness not happening in your life. And and I again, I say that with nothing but love because I see this with some people in, in my life and you just want to shake them, right? Like you just want to go, oh my God, you, you do not mean to do this. You are not being malicious but holy shit you are not realizing your persist your participation in your problems <laughs> and that sucks and I get it because holy shit did I live like that for years and so all that to say if you find yourself really struggling with anything 
chances are there's lack of self-awareness happening. So find somebody in your life who can help you become more aware. And if you don't have a person, I'll be your person. I will lovingly be your person. I will lovingly help you out. Absolutely. Because this is huge. And awareness makes absolutely everything in your life better. And of course, just real quickly before we tie up for the day, pausing. (laughs) You knew I was going to say that, right? You knew I was going to again plug the pause. The pause is huge when it comes to self-awareness because it allows you to go, oh, how am I responding? Is that how I want to be responding? Yes, no, maybe. (laughs) And moving on from there. Setting the intention, even in the very beginning, kind of bringing it back to where we started, setting an intention to become an observer or setting an intention to just pause before you react in any and all situations, that is enough to cause great change. And when you are comfortable doing either one of those or both of those, that's when you can get more into like the journaling questions and into the conversations with trusted people in your life and really amazing things start happening. So I'm going to tie it up here. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope nobody felt triggered in it, but if you did, it's a good thing because it means there's stuff there to work on. There is awareness is the biggest blessing that feels like a curse at first. And Lord, do I know it. But I promise you, holy shit, on the other side of that is just so much freedom. So, okay, for real, going to shut up. Um, Rate and review, please, (laughs) if you have not already. Next week, we are going to be talking about the roadblocks to food freedom. So doing a big kind of 180, talking, going back into nutrition. I'm super excited to have this conversation. This has come up so much in client sessions and in my DMs. So we're going to talk all around what may be blocking you from finding true food freedom. That'll be next week. Um, I hope you have a lovely day. I hope you'll tune back in next week. And as always, if you have any questions, anything you want to talk about, reach out. You know where to find me. I'll see you soon.